Welcome all you streamers out there. We are here at the gallery and this is our very first pop-up podcast. What is a pop-up podcast? Well, we walked by the gallery one day and said, you know what, wouldn't it be nice just to pop up and do a podcast? So that's what we're doing. We have popped up and we're doing a podcast. I'm your host, co-host, Talonzo Amos, Director of Operations at Malden Access Television. And Brian Biggie is the other co-host. Brian, introduce yourself to all the streamers out there. Hello, streamers. I am Brian Biggie. I also work with Tolonzo, and I just must say that Tolonzo was cool as the other side of the pillow, so you were in for a treat this evening. (laughs) (laughs) I will try to live up to that. Who we have on the telephone right now, we have Osa Schwab, who is the director of the gallery. Osa could not be here with us in person tonight because she had to take a trip to the left coast. Aww. She is a you she is in <laughs> California where it is sun and fun. And she says they're surfers too, Tolonzo. And Ron Cox, the executive director of MATV, loves to surf. Osa, why don't you say hello to all the streamers out there? Hello, streamers, and this is so fun. I can't tell you, uh, just being on the West Coast, knowing you East Coasters are there in the gallery, um, it's, just, it's just fun. And we have two guests that is at this gallery space, and they are going to introduce themselves right now, starting with guests on microphone number two. Howdy, this is Lisa Sears. I'm one of the volunteers here at the gallery, and I'm an artist, and I work as an exhibit uh, exhibit coordinator, which mainly means I run around on ladders and try not to break stuff. What I'm going to ask you to do, Lisa, I'm going to ask you to make sure that you speak directly into <laughs> the mic. Sorry. Okay. I heard you, but I don't think Osa heard you. Oh, I know Osa, Osa knows who you me? are. Can you give me a break, Osa? Did you hear me? No. I, I heard her, actually. Oh, good. Thank and you. And I, kn- I know everything about her that, you know. <laughs> oh, please don't say anything. We're good. No, no. no. This, is, this interview's over. <laughs> Oh, so this is a G-rated podcast, so um, just please keep some of the personal stories to yourself, okay? And in gallery, guest number two. Hi, I'm Grace Julian Murphy, and I'm the creative director uh, marketer here at the gallery, and I'm also uh, one of the artists uh, showcasing my work here. Okay, everybody has been introduced, and now questions are coming. Osa, as the gallery director... What role do you play in the life of this gallery? The role I play is actually emerging as we speak. It is morphing from the one who does a lot of things to one who does less and lets other people do things. Um, I think I play the role of having a broad vision for what this can be and inspiring the artists and the volunteers to capture, to believe in that vision and to step forward in, um, in a role that fits them well uh, so that we can together create something really uh, important and vibrant. So um, truth be told, I am learning every day exactly what my role should be and I think at this point, I see myself as a cheerleader of what is possible. Hmm. Hashtag cheerleader <laughs> of what is possible. <laughs> Lisa, what role do you play in the life of the gallery? Um, 
Well, I have a really fun, I have a fun role. I, I get to do one of my favorite things, which is look at art and come up with ideas for shows. So right now, Bodies of Work is the artwork that we have on the wall, and it was inspired by seeing one woman's artwork that Osa introduced me to. This nice person walked off the street and started talking to Osa, so within five minutes, they were best friends. And um, Osa <laughs> forwarded me her artwork, and then I thought I can make a show out of this. So I have an, another artist that I know who I thought her work would mesh nicely, so it kind of all came together. So I, I get a really fun job of looking at people's artwork and coming up with themes and ideas and try to put something together that would be dynamic and interesting. Lisa mentioned artwork on the wall. The wall is located at the gallery, and the gallery is located at 480 Main Street, Malden, Massachusetts. Malden, Massachusetts is 5.5 miles north of Boston, so to all the streamers out there who are not familiar with the community of Malden, Massachusetts, Grace, same question to you. What role do you play in the life of the gallery? Sure. Um, I, um, I do a lot of the marketing collateral for the gallery, so... Um, the monthly flyers like for the exhibits as well as the um, branding like the logo as well as the website design for the gallery and you're very patient and kind <laughs> <It's> <laughs> easy thousands of changes <laughs> could you just make this little tiny change <laughs> not a problem <laughs> speaking of patient and kind the most patient and kind staff person at MATV double B Brian Biggie will ask the next question. Thank you, Chalonzo. Uh, the check is in the mail, my friend. Uh, I have a question for Osa, actually. Osa, yep. uh, I would like to know, how is this space important to the Malden community? How is this space important to the Malden community? Yep. I, I think the most important the most important role that this space can play is it is, in my mind, a cultural hub. It is a space that someone can walk off the street to and experience the art, uh, maybe not knowing about it, but then engage in a conversation with someone else who's there. And it seems to draw the artists, the, the uh, creatives. Um, somehow it's like bees to honey. And so by having this space, it draws the, peop the creative people so that they can form a community. But I, I think also art speaks to all people, all ages, all ethnicities. And to have a space where you can experience art, whether it's music, uh, poetry, uh, visual art, Mm -hmm. uh, dance, well, maybe not so much dance in this space, <laughs> but all the arts, I think, uh, it's a way of bridging people so that you have someone from China can engage with someone from Morocco wow. or someone who's new to Malden can engage with someone who's been living in Malden for a long time. Mm -hmm. And I think the most pleasure I get is by watching relationships emerge. People from different walks of life or who speak different languages begin to form a friendship and whether they're an artist, two artists, or three artists, or an artist and a non-artist, that is such an important thing for any community, and especially Malden, where we have, I think, just about 49% foreign-born. Mm -hmm. And I'll just tell you one, sto one story that uh, captures this. There's so many, but one in particular. 
We have one wonderful artist from Vietnam who uh, many know, Anna Thai, who does exquisite embroidery work. Yeah. And we, we have another artist from Iran, Suhaila. And Suhaila met Anna. Uh, Suhaila also does embroidery, but then became friends with Anna, and now Anna has been teaching Suhaila more of her style of embroidery. So you have Iran, someone from Iran making friends with someone who, from Vietnam, mm -hmm. and, you know, it's, it's a beautiful thing. Absolutely, yes. And speaking of Anatai, uh, speaking of Anatai, Osa, Anatai is in the audience right now. And I have to tell you, Osa, it is filled to capacity here. All <laughs> seats are filled. We have a large audience here. And that being said, I'm going to take a question from a young man in the audience. And young man would like for you to talk about how the gallery all came together and the history of it. How the gallery came together. Well, I'm glad Lisa Sears is in one of the uh, interviewees because uh, she is really the big instigator. So you can blame her for it all. Uh, <laughs> I'm not going to blame. I'm not going to blame her because this is a wonderful thing. But I'm going to put a hashtag. Hashtag instigator. So Lisa is the hashtag instigator. So I'll put a hashtag on that. Oh, thank you. Continue. So the story goes. There was, and, and Lisa, chime in if I get something wrong here. She uh, noticed an ad in one of the papers that the 480 main commercial space, which hadn't been leased for a long time, was available. And so she wrote an email to several friends with a screenshot of that ad <laughs> and said, wouldn't it be great if we could have a gallery in 480 Main Street? And then she signed it. Stupidly optimistic. Sorry, Lisa, I had to throw that in. Um, it's true. And, <laughs> and from that moment, many of us got that email, and so we made some phone calls. Uh, Malden Arts folks, Ryan O'Malley was involved. The Cultural Council was involved. Several artists were involved, Stephen Maurer and Ginny and, and many others. Uh, we sort of decided we would ask the property owners if they would let us use the space for a pop-up gallery. And that was in 2016. And they let us use it for 11 days. Yeah. And it was uh, extremely successful. People were excited. It set off a whole uh, series of conversations with elected officials about what could we do more in Malden to bring on more art, to uh, have more spaces and more support. In 2017, we then decided, that some of the same artists decided we'd go back to the property owners and say, can we have the space again, but this time for five weeks. Mm -hmm. And so then during that five-week period, towards the end, the property owner w sent a representative to, say, to ask if we wanted to stay longer. And we, we were really, we had to deliberate a lot about that, whether or not we wanted to stay. It took a big, you know, lots of meetings, and, and finally we decided, okay. Uh, so then we were allowed to stay till June, and then I decided to email them and ask, can we stay the rest of the year? And so after their own deliberations, they came back yesterday to affirm that, yes, indeed, we can stay till the end of the year. Yay. Mm. Yay. 
you one time. It keeps coming back, coming back. So I think a big thank you to DSF Advisors LLC is in yes, order uh, as a generous property owner, and I hope to make a big big deal out of that to give them some cred. More cheerleading. <laughs> Grace, I have a question to ask you. How is this space important to the Malden community, in your opinion? Um, I think it's important because it sort of reflects the diversity that's within Malden. So the different types of art that's here. Um, I think it's, I think it's a nice um, a showcase for artists to see kind of their culture represented, and also introduce yourself into different um, types of medium, different types of art. It's just a nice showcase of all different types of art. Lisa, I'm going to ask you the same question. Uh, how is this space important to the Marvin community, in your opinion? It gets the crazy artists <laughs> off the streets. Crazy artists <laughs> off the streets. That's right. We're, we're all in one safe place. So I'm teasing. Amen you. to that. <laughs> no, I've, uh, I've been... I've been thinking for a long time that Malden needs a community center, an art center, um, some place for people to gather, think, mm -hmm. talk, share their ideas, feel empowered, encourage themselves yeah. to um, go beyond what they might normally do. Similar to this poor boy out there who uh, is being gestured into the gallery right, <laughs> right now. Yeah, that's me. That's uh, bringing that's everybody in. That's, that's completely good. my fault. I'm, you know, I saw. Three young teenagers, two females, one male walking by. They're walking by looking in. Don't walk by and just look in. Come walk, inside. Come, come in. inside. Yeah. Come inside. You know, in the early days of Malden Access Television, and this is not about Malden Access Television, one of the taglines was MATV, just don't view it, do it. <laughs> so that's a little history of MATV. But we're not here to have an MATV podcast. We're here to have a gallery podcast. So let's continue with that. But I think that's all part of it. It's bringing people in. Mm -hmm. I, I'm, I can't tell you how many times I've been in the gallery working and someone saunters by the window. They kind of look in. We wave at them just as you did. And then finally they kind of reluctantly come in. And then an hour later they're still talking about art. They're excited. They're yeah. talking about mm -hmm. their aunt who's an artist. Or mm -hmm. They're talking about their love of music. They're looking at the artwork. So it's a wonderful jumping off place to communicate, to mm -hmm. have friendships. Or just, yeah. again, to enjoy the art, to think about it, mm -hmm. and, and hopefully come back and have another experience with it. It's nope. a nice way to build community, too, even yes. within the artists, because yes. sometimes a lot of the work is done like by yourself. And so in it's a, a nice way. In a basement with right. <laughs> right. And so it's a nice way for <laughs> artists to come together and share, whether it's techniques or different information, and just a nice way to meet other Absolutely. artists who are on that journey with you. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Now, Lisa, real quick, you said something about, uh, you know, people looking in these big, beautiful uh, windows. They can they can see inside the, all these amazing works of art. And that's one thing that MATV and here have in common is that people walk by and they're taken in by what they see when they walk past. So that's so I mean, going back to what Osa said about art being a bridge to the community. There's so many different people from different regions of the world that live right here in Malden. Art is this bridge that just connects all these people. And I think just being here is almost like a tour of the world kind of thing. I mean, you even see the flags up on the ceiling over there. Um, so that's why I, I appreciate this place so much. And now I do have a question for Osa, actually. Osa, I have a question for you. It is, uh, what do you see as the future vision of this place? The future vision, um, and I can tell you I've gone through all kinds of iterations. Um, I think fundamentally I see it really as 
a, a cultural hub, but more than that, a hub that innovates other possibilities. And what I mean by that is, of course, I think it would be nice to have a, a big center or many more centers. I think this is only the beginning of what's possible and what I see happening. But I think this this place that is a storefront that can serve, uh, sell art, have community events, have performances, can also test things out. It can sort of be a little bit of an incubator, perhaps. Mm. Um, so I sort of see it as um, bringing the variety of cultures through the arts together in a space that allows for informal interactions and some planned interactions like for events and such, but also um, taking that time to innovate other things because what, if you've noticed, it's really dangerous when you have a lot of creative people together. <laughs> you know, it's, it's kind of explosive. And I think that there are. Now, when you say so explosive, I have to I have to cut you off. When you say explosive, explosive how? Like, what do you mean by explosive? Do you mean explosive as the creative <laughs> that the creative juices of everybody's getting along, or do you mean explosive that everybody's getting on each other's last nerves? <laughs> <laughs> well, I'm sure that can ha the latter can happen. Um, however, I think when you are caught in a web of inspiration and uh, hope for the future, that explosiveness can be more creative energy. So, for example, um, oftentimes one or two art artists may, you know, walk around their little studio or their home or down the street and think, Bob, man, I really wish that we could do this, or I really wish we could get an art center, or I really wish we could have open studios, or I really wish we could have a concert series. Well, all of a sudden, when you have that person come into a space where there are other people who have that same interest, and you meet on a regular basis, start that those ideas start to get teeth, mm -hmm. and they start to actually be. Uh, it, there, there's some possibility that they can be realized because you're getting together, you're having meetings, you're interacting, you're saying, okay, you know, well, that's a great idea. Why not? You know, what if we started a concert series? Um, and, and that, incidentally, is one of my hopes, too, is through this center to, to have Malden be a go-to place for unusual music, unusual activities that reflect the diversity of our community. And if you couple that, if you have unusual, you know, world music or uh, different performers from different parts of the world, coupled that with all the ethnic restaurants, it's a great edge that Malden can carve out for itself as a, a real go-to place. Um, so those are some ideas I have um, for the future. I think, I think because the nature of it is it offers a public service, so I see it as more as a combination nonprofit and also with a focus on generating revenue for the city and revenue for the artists. And that's very important uh, to me and all the artists. Um, and of course, we want to generate revenue for the city. So um. we've also talked about classes, and, and mm -hmm. there's been some different classes here of bringing people in, teaching them a new skill, or uh, giving them an opportunity to experience art in a new way. Yeah, and absolutely. I want to say one other thing. Um, 
as far as my vision, and that is to sort of take what's happening in the gallery and bring it out to the community. So in other words, also embed art, bring art to the businesses. We have some ideas of how to do that. Also, it's been such a natural draw for some high school students. So it's a natural connection to the high school and, uh, you know, having students be involved. You know, the teen centers right around the corner, the high schools right across. Um, so it's sort of involving the students, you know, eventually. I mean, there's so many things we could do. We could you know, have uh, artists in residence, you know, from the gallery, artists in residence uh, all over in various schools. Um, so I think bringing the art out to the community as well as having it in the gallery, that's another vision I have. Grace, is there something you can add to Osa's point? Oh, sure, yeah. So um, I had wanted to say kind of a source of inspiration would be nice. So maybe introducing art to somebody that um, may not be an artist, so they may come in and get inspired by some of the art and then decide to take classes, like you mentioned, Lisa. Yeah, that's an interesting um, aspect to it because then you're introducing art into so, uh, someone's life that maybe that's not a regular thing that they see on a daily basis. So it's nice to kind of have that be inspired or whether they decide then to listen to different types of music or go to different concerts. It's really a nice way to introduce that sort of um, culture into that community. I have a question that anybody can chime in and answer. In terms of outreach, I'm an artist, just moved to the area. How do I find out about the gallery? Is there any type of outreach thus far? Uh, I can start with that. I can say, I can tell you what I'd like to do. I, I can, uh, we haven't done it necessarily, uh, uh, deliberately, but I would love to see this space serve in almost like a visitor center. So to be, and of course this is a conversation that I would, we'd love to have with the city, uh, with, with Malden Arts, with different other groups, that what if you made some sort of a visitor center out of this gallery so that the art is sort of the first gateway to the city and, you know, offer resources there in the gallery, offer meet and greet um, networking for new residents, you know, find out who the new residents are through the city or through real estate agents or um, thus far, the way we've reached out to the community has been through social media and word of mouth and flyers and um, and just, you know, a friendly face in the window beckoning them in <laughs> as they walk by. We have reached out to a couple of the apartment buildings and we're planning on inviting those residents specifically in, but there's so much more we could do and we want to do that. I mean, that's one of the biggest, and I'm so grateful for Grace because she has so many wonderful ideas of how to, uh, uh, bring communication out to the community in a more effective way. That's that's always the biggest challenge, I think, marketing, to capture what you're about and share that with others. But um, I am so interested in doing that. I will say also we did a pretty good job reaching out to the Immigrant Learning Center, which is, of course, right down the street. And they're, in my mind, a hugely important part. They're 
uh, teachers come in all the time, the students come in all the time, and we hope to continue that relationship, at least to outreach those artists from that community. Grace, would you like to tell us one or two of your wonderful ideas that Osa just spoke about? Oh, sure. So um, we want to kind of build more of that social media presence. We want to build um, kind of more of a, a web presence. And um, as far as um, as far as one of the ideas we had was that when someone new that comes into the community, maybe there could be some sort of a book or pamphlets or something like that that uh, could introduce them to the gallery as well as maybe different restaurants or different places that they could go within the community so that they know a little bit more about the Malden uh, community as well as introducing them to the gallery as well. What social media platforms the gallery on? Uh, currently, we're on uh, Instagram and we're on Facebook. And the tagline? Twitter as well. Oh, and Twitter, yeah. So what's the Twitter handle? Uh, well, it's, it's uh, Grace is going to cringe at this. It's Malden Pops <laughs> Up. So <laughs> At Malden Pops Up on Twitter. Yes. yes. Oh, so you, you were right, Osa. She did cringe. <laughs> I know. I, I can feel it through the phone. <laughs> what's, the, what's the Facebook? Also, Malden all, pops up, pops. and Instagram is also Malden oh, pops, pops up. So we we started as Malden pops up. We have to convert to yeah, the we're gallery. We're in the process of converting in, it into the gallery. I like it, but you know, I, I think that's that's a kind of a catchy thing. But yeah, I totally get it. You know, yeah, so. it might be a little disconnect. Yeah. yeah, Lisa, Grace, Osa, Anna, Ronnie, Ricky, Mike, Huey, Dewey, <laughs> Louie, Moe, Larry, and Curly. Anybody can answer this question. What about what do you all think about the use of podcasting here on a regular basis? And when I mean a regular basis. I don't mean annually, once a year. Anybody can do that. <laughs> Let's start off slow. Let's start off every other day. That's oh. a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. That's a joke. <laughs> they all can't be gems. But what about a monthly podcast? That could be fun. Yeah. Talk I think that sounds really Absolutely. fun. Absolutely. Yeah. Or, yeah. There's the a, a million things events. you could talk about from mm -hmm. the artist's point of view or mm -hmm. from uh, people who love art and are interested in learning more about it. That's, yeah. that's a fun idea. Yeah, and we wanted to have like an artist of the month. Maybe that might be something fun we could talk we about talk as about well. And then plus the shows. Yeah, there are a lot of different things that are going on that we could highlight. I cannot take credit for that question. That question came from the audience. Once again, we are filled to capacity. I do not see, I do not see an available seat. So if those three teenagers had to come in, they would have had to stand they, up. But right. you know what? They're youngins and they can stand anyway. <laughs> I would love I would love a podcast and you know what I would love to have an artist and a non-artist have conversation. I think that'd be a kick. Well, I could definitely well I could definitely be the uh, I could definitely be the non-artist. Did you say something about mud wrestling? Yeah, sure, why not? I mean, you couldn't see it, but there's good sound effects, right? I have no problems with mud wrestling. I've never done it, but I don't have a problem with it. <laughs> Hashtag no problem with it. There's <laughs> quite a few hashtags this evening. Yeah. <laughs> Hashtag popcast. <laughs> Any other questions from the audience? Oh, there's hand raising. Hand raising. Oh, so we can. Okay, you'll see. 
I can trade I can, out. Yeah, I'm going to trade. Right, we're going to trade them. Yeah. They're going to come. Okay. Also, what we're going to do, we're going to switch guests. So I'm going to kill Mike's two and three. That way, the transition could be smooth. <laughs> Oh, that sounds dramatic. <laughs> so right now we are still here at the pop-up podcast with Osa Swab, who is the gallery director here. The gallery is on 480 Main Street, Malden, Massachusetts. Malden, Massachusetts is 5.5 miles north of Boston. My co-host, Brian Biggie, mm -hmm. and I am Talonzo Amos. And I'm going to ask you two young ladies before we put you on this podcast. If you can put on the headphones, that way... You can hear everything, and we can hear you. Okay. Now we have two additional guests. So, young lady on mic number three, what is your name, please? Janice Doucette. Young lady on mic number two. Jenny Rometty Brown. Janice and Jenny? Yes. Jenny and Janice. I'm Talonzo. That's Brian. Osa is in California. Oh. I continue. We like to, so yes, I raised yes. my hand before because I had a question regarding the podcast. Okay. Can you do the podcast out there on the sidewalk and ask, actually interview people walking by about what they know and think of the gallery? The answer to your question is yes. However, we would need a long extension cord because we <laughs> have to power this sucker up. Yeah. But the answer is yes, we could do that. We have long extension cords. <laughs> <laughs> it would be a beautiful thing if we had a speaker long enough to go outside. You know, I think MATV has some technical person there. Maybe we can ask. Yeah. Maybe we can ask him or her if that's possible for a future podcast. That person's really nice, by the way. They're quite wonderful person. Uh, he's a height. <laughs> would you like to say anything? I think this is a fabulous group. Um, I've, I was introduced to it at a perfect time in my life. Um, not a, a youngster, but um, I was at a point where I was ready to market my art for the first time. And, uh, and what me, type of art is that? I do fiber art mostly, but I am a mixed media artist. I'm going to ask you to uh, say your name for the streamers out there. Janice Doucette. Okay, continue, please. So mostly what I do these days is I print and dye on fabric, and I take that fabric and I make artwork out of it. And so I'm just getting to a point where I'm, I'm, I'm interested in marketing, and I'm uh, finding this group has been a fabulous thing. It's the best group of women that you could imagine working with. Hmm. Any of your art pieces hanging in the gallery right now? Yes. Where would one be? Um, in, well, here's some. one. I make a lot of scarves. You make here. a lot of scarves. Okay. That's but it. I have art quilts. Okay. Um, some people call them art quilts. and I. What do you call them? Um, textile collages. I like that better. Yes, <laughs> because people see, hear the word quilt and they think of their grandmother's <clears throat> quilt that's a pattern, and that's not what I do. Mm. What I do is fairly contemporary. Now, Janice, I'll ask you a question that I spoke uh, with Osa earlier about. Uh, the question is, how is this space important to the modern community? Um, I really think this community can take advantage of um, our 
hopes and dreams for it. I, I do think it can be a destination place, a place where once people know about it, hmm. we'll start coming here regularly. Yeah. The, you know, I'm, I remember, I, I grew up not far from here. I grew up on the Melrose Malden line. Yeah. And then I, I moved away. I moved to the Cape. I moved to California. And when I came back, I watched the transformation of Somerville, mm -hmm. which, you know, we called in the old days, Slummerville. Mm -hmm. it's a and it was a slum in the old days. But I, now. I can attest that. But <laughs> because now we called it, it's a destination now, yes, yes. city. Mm -hmm. And it's an artist community. And it's thriving. And I really think that Malden, that can happen here. When you moved away from Malden and you moved to the Cape and you moved to California, how long were you away from Malden? Uh, oh, uh, a very long time, actually. Um, I've, I've been back. What, what are we uh, talking? Three months? A year? Five years? Oh, What's a very uh, long ten time? years. Ten years, okay. Uh, well, ten years in California, but mm -hmm. uh, ten years on the Cape. And then when I came back, another ten years on the Cape, and I've been up here about 15 years now. Back up. Uh, I'm in North Reading now. Okay. But... Yeah. Now you have one of your pieces in your hands. Can you? I do. Yes. Can you describe that for the streamers out there? Because this is a podcast. This is not television. So yeah. yes. Well, in this piece, it's actually mostly cotton that I have dyed and printed. Um, it's some people call it echo printing, and some people call it botanical printing. What do you call it? I. I think botanical printing, although I say echo printing most of the time, they say, oh, is that some sort of sound? <laughs> <laughs> so botanical printing makes a little more, has more meaning to most people, I think. So I take flowers and leaves that I collect, and um, I'm always out collecting. <laughs> you see this crazy lady <laughs> cutting off the twigs and leaves and branches of trees. That's uh, what I do a lot. And I, I have to, it's a process. The fabric has to be more daunted, mm -hmm. treated with some solution. And then you lay the leaves or the flowers down. And what I do is then tightly roll it up onto a log. Um, and that can be a real log, which is what I used when I started. Mm -hmm. um, but I also now use um, copper pipe, sometimes iron pipe, sometimes a wood dowel, and sometimes a not so ecologically correct PVC pipe. <laughs> <laughs> Jenny, what type of art do you create? Um, I, <clears throat> excuse me. I'm a potter and a jewelry artisan. So uh, I have functional pots, but I also have some little um, ceramic stoneware uh, flutes. So you have functional pots. Mm -hmm. Do you have any dysfunctional pots? Pro yes, I do. I have plenty of those. <laughs> I don't show you those or sell those. But you have to give the dysfunctional pots some love too. Absolutely. So you can mention them. You do not have to sell them. Do you have any of your creations in this gallery space? Oh, yes. Quite a few. Can you point out one thing to me? Or can somebody maybe bring us a piece? Yeah, we'd like to see it. Oh, you ear to go get one? Your earrings. My earrings, yes. Yes. Um, Describe your earrings. I think they're lovely. Trying to read. 
remember which ones they are. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, these are um, dangly earrings. Mm -hmm. Here's a flute. Um, these are dangly earrings. Uh, I make the porcelain parts. It's sort of um, a circle like a mandala, and I cut them in half, and I put a little hole at, uh, at the, the flat part of the uh, piece mm -hmm. in each part, and the circle becomes two parts, and each one is an earring. And then I use wire, 14-karat gold-filled wire, to uh, assemble the parts, and I add some semi-precious stones and some 14-karat uh, beads along with the stones to make it a really exquisite piece. And what color are those earrings? They are celadon. Celadon. It's a type of green, a soft green, with a purple accent in the middle. They have a texture. I feel another hashtag coming on. Hashtag Let's Celadon. Celadon. <laughs> what are these pieces uh, that have been brought to the table? These are three little flutes. Three little fruits. Flutes. Flutes, flutes. They actually make a sound. They make music if you're talented. I'm not a flautist, but I can make them make a sound. I can... Uh, I would like to hear that sound. I'm sure the streamers would like to hear that sound as well. Little, these are little pinch pots. They're, the, they're heads, and they have mouth, nose, and eyes, and hair. And they're about three inches in diameter. And uh, the, whole, the eyes are holes, and the mm -hmm. mouth is a hole. Mm -hmm. and, and I work like you would blow into a Coke bottle or a flute. Hmm. This particular flute, would it be correct to say that this is an African-American flute, this particular yes, this one right one here? This one is, yeah. They are, I have all ethnicities. This guy looks a little Irish to me. Okay. <laughs> and what is this? And this guy... Well, he's multi-racial. Multi okay. Well, let's hear some sounds from this uh, African-American okay. flute. Are we going to hear so, some P-Funk out of that or R&B or just... So what type of sound we're going to have in the African-American Well, you'll flute? have to judge. Okay. <laughs> I, these come with instructions. So uh, they're, you, it's not a whistle. I mm -hmm. used to call them whistles, but I have changed the name to flutes. In fact, they are more than a flute. They're called flutonians. Okay. Flutonians. Ready? Uh, I'm ready. That's the first tone. Okay. So once you get a clear tone, then you can make other tones. That's, That's three. Th three. You have more? Yes. I was just going to say, because I'll forget this, i got a short attention span. The tone that you just did right now took me back to my childhood. I'm actually talking over the tone. You keep All on going. Right. The tone took me back to my childhood, but I was thinking of the, uh, I brought back to, to, to Kung Fu, the Kung Fu, the David Carradine. So <laughs> yeah, that's yeah, like, kind of like confusing to me because, because, you're, because, you're, because you're blown on an African-American flute, but my thought was of, <laughs> of Kung Fu books. Yeah, so. Multi-ethnic. Multi-ethnic, yeah. You know, and we're in the right town for this multi-ethnicity, which is in Malden, Massachusetts, which is located 5.5 miles north of Boston. Continue with the Irish flute. Oh, the Irish guy. Yeah, the Irish flute. I can dig it. I can dig it. And now the multi-ethnic flute? This guy has teeth. 
He has teeth. But just, How did that happen? They're just decorative. I, pu I put them there. Okay. Sometimes one side works better than the other. I should practice and get a real song, shouldn't I? <laughs> well, let me tell you something. It all sounds good to me, and I'm sure a lot of the streamers out there, it sounds good to them too. So I'm going right. to give you a hand. Let's give her a hand. I invented these in the 1970s, and I've made hundreds of them. And I stopped making them for about 20 years. Why would you do something like that? I started making jewelry. Oh. Because it was really hard to make a living when I moved to Boston mm -hmm. as a potter. So, uh -huh. I, so I switched uh, to jewelry making. Now yeah, you've made a better living at being, making jewelry? So now I, I make these again. I'm okay. still making these. Okay. Brian, do you have a question? Now, Jenny, how long yeah. does it take for you to make something like that? Well, the actual forming of this little pinch pot takes mm -hmm. about 10, 15 minutes. Mm -hmm. But then I let it sit and set up a little bit so it's, so it's not too terribly soft. It's more leather yeah. hard. Then I add the hair parts. Wow. And then I, I drill the holes for the eyes. And then I let it dry. Mm. So then after that, I, I fire them uh, into bisquare. So they're yeah. Oh, you set them on fire? Yes, I put them in a fire. Okay, you don't fire them. No, no, I fire them. Oh. <laughs> Both. You set them on fire. I, I put them in the kiln. You put them, okay. You put them in a kiln? In a kiln, yeah. K-I-L-L? N. N, okay. K-I-L-L. But you don't fire them. They're because fired. we, we don't, fired we do not want any unemployed flutes. Oh, they're <laughs> always, em, they're always employable. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so are you still on the line? I'm still here. Okay, you know what? There's an <laughs> obvious question that I've never asked you. Um, what type of art do you create? I am a, an, I'm a musician, an amateur violinist. Um, I have sung in a uh, in a Nordic vocal ensemble. I have done a little poetry. I don't sell anything in the shop, but what I've come to realize is I'm a conceptual artist. I like to pull different dis uh, disciplines, different media together to create an experience. And it's something I've come to recently, and it, it really resonates to me. So I, I love putting together a production, producing something that uses a little bit of music, a little bit of visual art, a little poetry, a little humor, a little this, a little that, <laughs> to create an entire experience. The OSA experience. Yes. And the, the other thing I, I would say that I, I love to work with people to draw them out so their gifts can sparkle. So I feel like um, do you feel that? Do you feel that? And I don't mean to cut you off, but do you feel that everyone has gifts to be drawn out? Absolutely. Oh, no question about it. I mean, it may not be that they're a painter. They may not be, you know, a poet. It doesn't have to be like an art, but every person has some gift to bring. Um, absolutely. There's no question about that. Mm -hmm. Ditto. The hashtag Osa Experience. I like that. <laughs> kind of sounds like a 1970s concept album. And, and, you... and I, I'll, one other thing about that, I have a brother who has Williams Syndrome, which is, um, causes some cognitive difficulty. And mm -hmm. so he has a, an IQ of maybe in the 60s. 
but he plays four instruments and composes. And so, like, if you put people in the right situation where their ability shines, someone who might be disabled in another context is suddenly not disabled. They are abled. They are abled. They are genius. Mm -hmm. So I think it's, you know, whatever that gift is, if you allow the person to find that gift and put them in the place where it can shine, they, you know, they are a gift to the world. What is your brother's first name and what are the four instruments that he plays? He His first name is Leif, L-E-I-F, which is a very Scandinavian name. And he plays drums, fiddle, keyboard, and guitar. And, yeah. And he even has a CD, which I just realized I should sell in this shop. <laughs> Why don't you sell his CD in this shop? You know, it's uh, you, this podcast is letting me realize that I need to sell the CD. Um, <laughs> absolutely. So this first podcast of many podcasts to come on a monthly basis. Like that. So we're going to swap out these two guests for a couple more guests. I just want to thank you young ladies for coming up here being a part of the podcast. Thank you, Jeannie. You know, thank you to Janice. It's not an easy thing to sit in front of a mic in your face and just talk. And also, if we haven't thanked uh, Lisa and Grace already, then uh, they did a wonderful job. Yeah, being on a podcast is a little scary for most folks, so we really appreciate them being, being our first test subjects. Speaking of test subjects... We have sitting at the table right now Anne Derso Rose, who's the Associate Director of MATV, Mall and Access Television, along with Ron Cox, the Executive Director of MATV, Malden Television. Malden, once again, is located 5.5 miles north of Boston. Donaldson, you're doing a great job tonight. Thank Fantastic. you. Thank you very much. And we're going to remember this when it comes to my annual review. Oh, definitely. Miami <laughs> <Vintage, right? laughs> definitely. <laughs> no, but uh, I appreciate the way this whole pop-up podcast popped up. You did a great job putting it all together, and uh, we're, we're thankful. This is great. I'm having fun up here. And, Brian, are you having fun up here? I'm having so much fun right now. <laughs> and well, are you having fun? Yeah. I'm having fun. <laughs> yeah, talk a little bit about you've been involved at the very beginning of this place. So well, how, um, how did MATV get involved? I've been kind of, yeah, from, on the periphery, but from the beginning, just making sure that MATV has been a part of this eff effort, you know. I mean, that's our, uh, our, our rolling ladder right over there. And that was a key part of this, putting together this uh, space, because when they came in here, if you look, there is absolutely no lights. They had to string everything up on poles. And so the ladder was key to getting those lights up on the poles. If they, they didn't have the ladder, they wouldn't be able to have the lights. Which so, actually is a good point how a lot of volunteers came by to help make this happen. So, so many Steve, people. Steve made Somebody made the big sign. Yep. Somebody put together, you know, everybody brought, um, everybody brought shelving and things that they had to display stuff on, tables and chairs, and it just, every, everything is from, it's like a stone soup story, you mm -hmm. know, Super everybody brought something yeah. and then it all came together, and, uh, but I remember rolling that ladder from MATV all, to, all the way down here. <laughs> yeah, she, she rolled it down the, <laughs> the curb. And uh, it was, you know. And Osa actually brought it here one time, too. Osa, yeah. how you doing out there in California? I, I, yes, I... <laughs> <laughs> 
I rolled it down the street the other day all alone. It's a great marketing strategy because people look at you and think, what the heck are you doing? And you met somebody, you told me. You met someone who ended up... I did. I did, and he came and helped us hang some uh, art, you know. So, Just because he saw it know, rolling well, down the stairs. So there you go. You have to and take that. And that's the way it's been with this place, I think, every step of the way. And I just want to yeah. share that um, back in March, I came, a friend came over that was not from Malden, and I said, let's just, you know, I want to show you this place. And we came down here. It was just a regular old Saturday afternoon. It wasn't anything special about the day. And I walked in, and there was um, a group of people by the counter all chatting and talking and so forth. There were people shopping, and, and someone was actually purchasing something. There was a, a gallery exhibit up, and then there was somebody, George Manfred actually, who was learning caning from somebody. So they were teaching like, how to cane a chair. So right, there was this demonstration of caning just as you walked in the door of somebody learning how to do that. And it was all just a regular Saturday. Yeah. And this person who didn't live in Malden was very impressed. And that's why that's what's great about this space. It, it really is a place where people come together to not only see art, uh, participate in workshops, uh, and that's a great thing. And connect with each and other. Connect learn, with learn from each other. It's a uh, wonderful place, and uh, we're glad to be part of it. Ron, you being an artist, I, do you have any pieces in here? Uh, I'm still working on one. I supposed to have it uh, here a year ago. A year ago. <laughs> Well, you know what? You just can't rush these things. So you can't. You gotta... If you're only a year behind schedule, then you are ahead of the game. Yeah. This is based on your standards. Yeah, it is. It's One nice. more paintbrush and I'm and out I'll of be, here. And I'm here. <laughs> <laughs> no, but it, it is great because it's all kinds of artists, uh, painters, ceramicers, uh, fabric makers, uh, the full gamut. Uh, we had just a show just recently, uh, Stigliano uh, couple, uh, Chuck and uh, Stephanie, Stephanie, right? Stephanie. And uh, one's a painter, and one does these incredible, intricate wooden uh, sculptures. And, and they're just incredible. And that show was up for about a, a three weeks. <coughs> was it? Uh, oh, so you would know. How long was it? Yeah, it was, a, it was about a month. A it month. was up, yeah. Well, it was just incredible. So something, uh, I felt like I was on Newbury Street at the opening. And, and that's what's great. Uh, it's incredible wonderful high art coming here to Malden. It's wonderful to see. And the other thing I want to mention is the performances. We really haven't talked much about that, but the, 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 over the holidays especially, I saw some wonderful performances. One of them was storytelling. So it was sort of people from Malden telling their own personal stories. Um, and it was really captivating. Uh, Osa, actually, you told a story. Um, mm -hmm. And it was under the direction of C.D. Collins, who's a local author and spoken word artist. So she's worked with people to kind of hone their stories and make them interesting and very listenable. Um, so that was really cool. And there was um, all kinds of different uh, mu music concerts and, and uh, really just, just interesting things that were short. And you could pop in and hear them and enjoy them. So. I think that's, um, uh, I'm glad you mentioned that because I think the performance is pulling the performers into this community is really important because in my experience, uh, Malden has a plethora of, you know, visual artists and, 
and there are some opportunities for those visual artists to come together, but there is not a, a lot, there is no, no real opportunity for performing artists to form a community. And so to have them involved, several of the performers, like Jean Daunton, who's a soprano, um, and some of the local, uh, uh, Dave, um, uh, Dave and Kirsten, they live a little outside of the city, but they've been very much a part of the community. Gabriella, um, uh, who's a wonderful composer, um, Gabriella Snyder, she performed here. And uh, so now she's sort of pulled into the community. And what was really interesting, uh, we have a, a couple of authors, of course, who are selling their books. Um, and uh, one of them, um, Jason, um, he, uh, Jason Rubens, he wrote an, a novel that was in part inspired by a uh, piece of music from Ireland. And she actually was going to do a concert with some of this similar kind of music and so they collaborated so she actually sang the song that inspired the novel and so they had a little event together so things like that are can happen when you have a space where these people meet and so you can have these collaborations where you have an author with a musician and that's so cool to see and i will put a plug in for one of the performers that came during the holidays um astronauts of albania now tell me where on in the boston vicinity are you going to get to hear albanian folk jazz that's great. only in malden that's and right. if you come may 19th you'll get to hear them perform selections from their cd in a cd release party um so that's like and they are world-class musicians berkeley grad um many of them and just phenomenal musicians and performers so um we just had a, a wonderful array of performers, and then that continues now in, in the spring season. That's great. Well, uh, it's getting close to 8.30. Maybe we should... Oh. Are you trying to wrap oh. me up, Ron? No. Oh, no, I don't know. Wrap I, don't, up, Ron? I actually know what time that is. Oh. Well, the official time, we've been recording for 54 minutes. Oh, 54. Oh. Yes. And I think to go on any further than this, it's probably going to be babble. So this might be a good time to wrap up this podcast. Yeah. Well, uh, what I think is great is, uh, you know, wrangling all these people to come down and be on the show. Uh, it, w it was a, a great time because uh, reaching out to all the artists, the people who are part of this incredible uh, gallery, because that's what it is, uh, it's been great. And they, uh, it's nice of them to come down here and join us and talk a little bit about where they're coming from. So I want to thank them all for coming down. And thank you, Talanza, for doing a great job. And Brian Biggie, co-host extraordinaire. <laughs> thank you all for yeah. doing this. Great, great job. And, you know, let me say something quick about art. Is uh, You know, my wife is an artist, and um, she's very, very talented. But I can't even draw stick figures. So <laughs> I'm very impressed with uh, the artist's creativity, the things that they can craft out of, uh, out of nature, uh, just like Janice earlier, mm. you know, the things that they can, they can make. So it reminds me of one of my favorite quotes, and that's, that's what I'll – leave on is that it's by the Trappist monk Thomas Merton and he says art enables us to find ourselves and lose ourselves at the exact same time 
And I think that's very that's very true. Just being in this in this room is uh, it, that proves that point very much. I'm just looking around. I'm just kind of transported to another place mm. just by looking, you know, without even having to go anywhere, you know, right right here in our city, which I think is is wonderful. So I'm very appreciative of this mm. facility. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank Brian, that's fantastic. It's probably why I'm still lost with my art piece, and I should get it done soon. <laughs> <laughs> well, also, we will be signing off, but I just want to thank you for taking time out of your trip in California to be a part of this podcast. And I just want to thank you for all that you do. So you do what you do. You go you. <laughs> well, thank you. <laughs> thank you. I think, Terlanzo, you are a natural for this. You, you, this is art. <laughs> Being on this podcast with you and Brian, it was, it's been really fun. Thank you so much for pulling this together, and thank you for all the guests and the, the, the audience out there. Hello. And thank you for everyone who's been part of this initiative that is the gallery at 480 Main Street. And uh, stay tuned for another podcast, hopefully coming soon. Another podcast right. coming soon in 30 days. This podcast can be streamed on the MATV SoundCloud. So you go to SoundCloud, MATV Malden to stream this podcast and other podcasts that's offered by MATV. We have our longest continuous episodic podcast on our SoundCloud account, MATV Malden, and that is 02148. So for Brian Biggie, Anderson Rose, Ron Cox, Osha Swab, and all the guests that have been here, this is Talonzo Amos signing off from this first of many pop-up podcasts. Thank right. you.